0: I think Ohio State has to play a little bit of that brand. For the first time, they haven't had an offensive line that's dominant enough to be able to have the run game that's always that change up and then be able to create that threat where you're going to have to add an extra hat to the box.
1: I think the bigger deal for Ohio State this year is not, you know, the fact that their quarterback's not going to be a first-round pick. It's the fact that they don't have uh, first or second-round picks potentially on that offensive line. The linebackers, man, I'm looking forward to this matchup.
2: To watch Penn State guys, you know, I think this could be a com- not a coming-out game. We all know about Abdul Carr. But to kind of have that that monumental moment that a lot of guys have had, the big game. So I'm excited for that matchup. Quarterback sneak right side touchdown.
1: Who knew I would make this far? Yo,
0: guys, we got the merch we have hats shirts hoodies we
2: got it all make sure you hit the link in the description check it out
0: you guys keep buying the merch it allows us to produce this pod and continuing to bring you guys dope content
2: so go check it out make sure you tag us at state media psu and when you get yours make sure
0: you shout us out we'll give you a shout out online check it out looking forward to the support and we appreciate you guys as always all right guys it's ohio state week um We got a very, very special guest to me. This is a guy who I I reached across enemy lines. What was it? Two years ago, JP, two years ago. And uh, I extended an olive branch. We worked together covering the big 10 at the field of 12 with Jeff Goodman and Rob Doster and the crew. Um, And uh, I've gained an immense amount of respect for this gentleman. Um, He's now climbed the ranks, grinded a little bit uh, on studio analyst for NBC, Former Ohio State linebacker. Uh my chin still has a couple of bruises, permanent bruises from his helmet. Um got a cup of tea in the league, like these two washed up bums that you guys hear every week. And uh now is now is absolutely crushing it. This is Joshua Perry. Um, my guy, I appreciate you taking the time. I know you got a real busy schedule, so um, we're excited about
1: this. No, man, always good. Um I, I say it to everybody I come across, but I always enjoyed working with you. I feel like the football conversations were, um, you know, we, we used to get into it for sure. But uh, excited to to connect again, especially for this one. Like, obviously, huge game, big implications, like huge week, and it's going to be a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, I I, um, I couldn't think of another guy to grab for the Ohio State week. You know, even if I had the opportunity to to get – Braxton or call Cardell or somebody like I i don't know if I would have for all the reasons you just mentioned. I, I think this is going to be really good because I think there's a lot to unpack with this matchup. Um, some similarities, specifically uh, grooming a, a inexperienced quarterbacks. I'm not even going to yeah. call them young anymore because young guys come in and play well all the time. I'm, I'm just going to say guys who have less experience, who are stepping into uh, on the Ohio State side, a historically explosive, loaded framework of attack that doesn't ever rebuild it reloads and then on the penn state side you got a guy who's are who's stepping into what i we, and i talk about all the time coach franklin's deepest most developed roster he's had in his tenure there with two great running backs that take a ton of pressure off him um and a great great tight end room and stuff like that so it's it's a to me this is this is as old school like Paper to paper, Ohio State, Penn State, they match. I can't wait for the matchup as as it's been in a really really long time. Um, and to your point, national implications like this is this is going to be great, and we're we're really excited to hear your your take on some things. As obviously you're in it a little more than I am. I still don't have access to the coach's tape, which kills me. I'm trying to get it. Yeah, a- we got to get that. Up, But it's it's killing me. So um, I'm I'm a I'm an armchair quarterback like everyone else out there right now.
1: But. I gotta get you a login for the for the uh the coach's copy, man. Yeah, man you I mean you to can't me. be rewinding the T V copy, man. It's crazy.
0: Dude, direct TV now. I'm out there beating the stick, beating <laughs> the clicker up. Be, uh You know what's what's going on with you, man? I'm good, I'm good.
2: Everything you said, excited to have Joshua here. A ton of respect from my end as well. Fellow linebacker, definitely uh yes, sir. watched you ball during your time, kinda our time there. A lot of respect, also in the league, man, and that will position up back there. Uh, was it 37? Big 37?
1: thirty-seven? Big thirty-seven. Thirty-seven. Ugly I mean, yeah, ass I,
2: number, I, so, man. <laughs> I remember watching the tape because you know me. I'm relatively undersized linebacker, and I move the will. I'm looking at guys like you. Yeah, I was like, dang, this what a will supposed to look like? You know what I mean? <laughs> no, <laughs>
1: it wasn't. As a matter of fact, I was too damn big to be playing will. Yeah. You were a, you were a big deal, but you got the job done. And uh, also, now I'm in the broadcast,
2: kind of on the production side, behind the scenes. Admire your at uh, your come up, as Hack said, doing your thing. My guy Rob Mitchell, shout out to Rob at BTN, gives you a lot of praise as well. And I'm excited. I kind of want to hear what you what you're thinking of Penn State and your squad, Ohio State this year. We're going to get into the matchup. Uh, where you guys want to kick it off? Offense, defense, special teams. That was, that's that's going to be a big part, Thank I think.
0: I think yeah, I think let's just <laughs> let's talk favorable matchups, JP. Right? Yeah. Like let's let's go let's go high level. Um, we yeah. we we you and I were chatting it up a little bit prior to this. Where where's the give here? Uh, there's some obvious ones, and I mentioned it last night at champs upstate college. Like like take a take a page out of Notre Dame's book. Make it really hard for Kyle to find eighteen all game. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, there's some other players there, but like, what's your, what's your, what's your key matchups that you're looking at?
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's probably the biggest thing And Penn state personnel wise in the secondary has guys to be able to eliminate Marvin and even a Mecca to a certain degree um, better than most secondaries could, right? Because you don't, you don't have pure cover guys that you feel like you trust in those matchups. I think where it's always difficult where Ohio State is, is, okay, you take those two guys away. I think Julian Fleming has played his best football to date. Uh, Cade Stover has become a legit weapon. And then against Purdue, which I know is Purdue, but you saw Carnell Tate and Brandon Ennis, who are two freshmen, actually get in the game and make some plays. So it's just like they roll guy after guy after guy at you. Um, So not only is it about can you X Marv out of the game plan, right? I also think it's about that Ohio State offensive line who has struggled at at times this year, how the hell are you blocking those guys, right? Like I, I look at Chop, everybody's talking about him. I don't think people talk about Odisa nearly enough. This is a defense who will bring five or six defenders. I, I'm I'm not exactly sure where the answers are, and I I don't know what that looks like. Um, so for Ohio State, like I think it's going to be tough sledding moving the football in general. I think this is a game where you have to get as much as you can get out of the offensive line, certainly. But in hack, you would know this as well as anybody. If you're Kyle McCord, right, like it is it is 100 percent about the way that you play the game, too, where sometimes the best play is throwing that thing in the third row. Right. Instead of trying to push it down the field into harm's way with a good secondary or just holding on to the ball and getting sacked by a team who's averaging four and a half sacks a game.
0: I think I think you did a good job. Like, it's just tough to find like, obviously, you're going to put guys in in stressful situations and you're asking 18, 19, 20 year old kids to do something consistently for four quarters. Right. But then on on the other side, you got it. You got a young, inexperienced guy playing quarterback and really the first opportunity against a, a, a sizable matchup. To come yes. out and show what you can do and how how is his approach going to be? And to your point, being able to throw the football away and not take negative yards plays when you have control over it. Um, I think for Kyle, it's just got to be about getting in a rhythm early and then taking advantage of those breaking points that Penn State is ultimately going to have to give up somewhere if they're going to cloud 18, or if they're going to dedicate right. four, you know, four eyeballs to 18 at all times, or how, if they're going to create a, you know, exotic pressure off that and kick somebody out underneath and still get the same thing, like, however you do it. Cause Manny does a great job of that. I think it's mm-hmm. going to be up to Kyle in the film study room to be able to stay on schedule. And that's something that I think Penn state's offense has done and everyone talks about the lack of explosiveness. Right. But I think on the other side of the coin, it's really hard to get a bunch of college kids to be able to move the ball methodically down the field yeah. four quarters. And we've shown the ability to do that. So it's, it's, I think Ohio state has to play a little bit of that brand. And, and yeah. for the first time, they haven't had something you mentioned an offensive line that's dominant enough to be able to have the run game. That's always that change up and then be able to create that threat where you're going to have to add an extra hat to the box. You know, the Penn state D yeah. line in that box and that front seven, I think can handle the run game and it's going to it's gonna allow them to get creative and create some leverage uh, in the secondary that may make it harder, and Kyle's going to have to just play efficient ball.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think the bigger deal for Ohio State this year is not, you know, the fact that their quarterback's not going to be a first-round pick. It's the fact that they don't have uh, first- or second-round picks, potentially, on that offensive line. I also think this is a game now where, where Ryan Day has to uh, win with scheme a little bit, and, and he's yeah. been good in many of those situations, and I thought, like, you know, semi-final game last year against Georgia was one of the best scheme games that he had mm. called in a very long time. He gets in his bag when it comes to that. Um, and he he left some Easter eggs. That, yeah, 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 I know. And yeah. But he left some Easter eggs, though, on the Purdue tape. Like I'm watching and they were down, you know, their top three running backs. And so they've got um, – uh, a guy who they wanted to redshirt and Dallin Hayden, and then Xavier Johnson, who was a a guy who walked on and had kind of played a little bit of everywhere. Yeah. And X is a wide receiver, but they would bring him in to play running back. And what they would do is they would start off with Dallin in the backfield, and then they would shift and they would split Dallin out, and they would put X in the backfield and they would hand him the ball. And when you have an offensive line that has struggled to generally move people one of the ways that you can create a beneficial matchup is not with the box count, but who's actually in the box. Like now you're taking a a lighter body who has to cover a wide receiver who you also hand the football off to. Now you can get uh, an advantage there. And I think that's where Ryan's going to have to live a little bit. Like, I think he's going to have to have some of that creative scheme stuff going on in order to create the, the matchups that he's looking for.
0: Well, for both you guys there, because you bring up, I think a really great point when you're talking about body styles and things of that nature, and this is a JP, you and I've had this conversation a few years now, Brandon, we kicked off the year with this conversation. I think Mm -hmm. the way that Penn state's recruited certain positions has been to be able to match up with that. No matter what we're recruiting athletes who can play in the box. And I think with the exception of maybe one or two guys in that linebacker room, they could still play a little heavy. And I think Manny could get creative where he could give them some help in some way, shape or form to be able to sustain without having to switch bodies and still have the run game balance, Brandon, like as a linebacker, Josh, as a linebacker, I want both of you guys to kind of touch on this. Like when you have guys who can do that, stay in the flow of the game, things that like, how much of a benefit is that? Um, and then Josh, maybe you can elaborate from an offensive standpoint, like where, what does that do for Ryan day when he's thinking about it? Like, he's like, okay, I had this matchup against Purdue. But will I really have that advantage against Penn State from a personnel standpoint?
2: Yeah, I'll kick it off. I mean, you said it—the linebackers, man. I'm looking forward to this matchup to watch the Penn State guys. You know, I, I think this could be a coming—not a coming out game. We all know about Abdul Carter, but to kind of have that—that that monumental moment that a lot of guys have had—the big game, whether it's a play or it's the whole game—who knows? But as you said, he has the—he's the body type, the speed, to be inside, pounded in the inside. I mean. To be outside and pounding in the inside as well. And then Curtis Jacobs has been in a lot of big moments. And uh, Kobe King, I think all those guys can play really well. And like you said, they match up schematically to an Ohio State type of team. So I'm excited for that matchup uh, myself just to watch. And we'll see if they can, uh, you know, kind of keep up with the skill on the outside that Ohio State has. I think they can, as you said, not having to kind of interchange bodies too much. But the DBs are deep, too. We've got safeties that kind of play in that hybrid role. Uh, a few guys are about six deep back there that I think will get a lot of tick as well.
1: Yeah, it's um, it, it is interesting because, heck, I do agree with you on the, the personnel side. And I think it's for Ryan to kind of evaluate, like, you know, if he feels like he might have an edge in mixing the personnels or, or where guys line up, like he's going to take that. But like I even go. On this example of even if you have a guy who can do it, the fact that it's putting you in a position yeah, yeah, yeah. that you're not used to and, and maybe a look that you haven't felt. They mm-hmm. ran X ex- last year against Georgia from the backfield, like right down the middle of the field, like mm-hmm. boom. And as a linebacker, like even if I could run with that guy, I wouldn't know what the hell I was doing. Right. <laughs> like, I think that's where the the creativity pays I'm off. But yeah to your point like it's i think it's gonna be hard either way um for ryan to to just try to 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 create the matchup like i i have been a big fan of this defense they have obviously played like the best defense nationally to me um personnel wise you you guys are perfectly on point um like i i don't know if ryan knows if he I don't know if he trusts his guys yet to do that. And that might be the biggest thing holding them back.
0: That's, that's an interesting point. Mm. And that's, that kind of goes over to the Penn state side, right? Like I've, uh, I've been impressed with Drew's efficiency in the intermediate to short passing game. I think his timing's great. And for a guy who hasn't played a ton of ball, his ability to get to his check downs quick, not take a bunch of hits, play a fish, keep the, keep the offense on schedule has been very commendable. now where I think you separate like those, those tier one young guys from like those tier two and, you know, good efficient guys who are going to continue to grow is can you then take that and translate that to creating explosives and doing it in a manner where it's still responsible. Right. And there's been a big tiff about it up in the, up in the Penn state media and coach Franklin and everybody like just about lack of explosiveness and things like that. And then they go out and they chuck it down the field five times. And, you know, I think they hit one of them and I just feel like as drew is progressing and I've been hitting this point over and over again, he just doesn't see it very well. He doesn't really give those guys the 50, 50 chance. He's just trying to like dot it up. Perfect. Like in stride all the time. And with a lot of those things, like, you You have a bigger body, you have a guy like Tyler Warren in the tight end room, like I've been saying. You have a guy like Theo Johnson in the tight end room like I've been saying. you have Keandre really long, can kind of probably bend and flip and move his hips and do things like those guys have an advantage over every d b you know so when it when it when the ball's in the air just because of where they're looking and how it's going, so just him developing that and and personally to me like j p you're struggling to like give me like this or that and i i I feel the same exact way because. Again, I said it at the beginning, this is on paper like the most even matchup this Ohio State. It's
1: super evenly matched, right? And it's going to
0: come down to – but it's going to come down to can can one player – and let's just say it's the quarterbacks because they're driving every yes. play. Can Drew make three plays that he hasn't made all year and mm, do right. the same things that he did and not have any negatives against that? Or can Kyle go right. out and play in a manner that he hasn't played all year and make those plays that he did against Notre Dame in the two-minute drive on a yeah. national stage, right? That's what I think it's going to ultimately come down to. And I know it's cliche, and I'm the quarterback saying it, but it's it's who's <laughs> going to have the three or four plays, and this is going to truly be like a pro game where you're going to look back and it was like four plays decided this game. Mm-hmm.
2: So when I, take, yeah, when I, mean, I think of that, it takes you back to what you said about uh, Cord getting in his rhythm and getting into the game. Drew's going to have to do that same thing in yeah. the noon kickoff, our offense has been starting slow. Drew is, you know, a part of that. Yeah. Whereas we talk about the run game kind of being a binky, keeping it balanced. But I think there may have to be a conscious effort to kind of get him in that rhythm earlier, earlier than, you know, cause yeah. you don't want to get into a late, you know, is struggling all game against Ohio State. Uh, well, we'll see about that. But I think he's going to have to get in that same rhythm early. So by the end of the game, he can hit those passes that you're talking about. Hopefully some explosive, yeah. you know, 25 plus plays.
1: Right. And like that's where I think, you know, when you talk about struggling to kind of get there on the matchup, like I think that Penn State has an advantage 100 percent when um, they're on defense, right? When Ohio State has the ball, Penn State has the advantage that they are the better side of the ball. I like the personnel a lot more. I also look at Ohio State and where they have looked really good this year is their defense. They haven't gotten the sack numbers, uh, but I think that they're disruptive front, particularly on the inside. Um, I I don't love the way the linebackers have played, but I'm also really critical of linebacker play. And I think the the secondary for Ohio State has been much better than it's been in the past. Like, I think Denzel Burke, and, and depending on what his health is like, because he got banged up against Purdue, like, he's been a, a lockdown corner. I think Davison and Igbenosin maybe has some... Uh, some technical issues, but he's got, like, fight. Like, he wants to punch a dude in the face as a corner. I love that kind of stuff. Um, (laughs) Safety play has been a lot better. Um, And Penn State, not to say that they're not good offensively, but it doesn't feel like a threatening offense. And so now if you can create the scenario where maybe the three- or four-yard run that was against a West Virginia or it was against the Northwestern is a one or a two yard run. Now you're making it much more difficult for that offense. And that's the matchup where to your point, um, I think, I think either one of these offenses is going to have to have an explosive play against defenses that has not given up explosives. Like Ohio state's been really good about that. Penn state's been as good as anybody about not giving up the big one. I think somebody's going to have to say, you know what? I'm going to be the guy to have that play. I think it's going to come from the offense.
0: Yeah, Yeah. I agree with that. We'll we'll get one more and then we'll get a little more lax here because I know this, this is, this is how I like it. And I could do this for hours. (laughs) Um, when you're talking about that, one thing that I've said, and I think I I haven't really heard it. Um, not, not to beat my chest here is that Manny Diaz and Jim Knowles are very, very similar when it comes to how they call games. Um, (laughs) To, to something you've mentioned personnel like they're very similar and something yep. that i would do if i was both ryan day and coach franklin would be some good on good because like at the yep. end of the day like you you can't you can't really script this stuff i was never a big fan of scripting like i really liked especially at the quarterback position like to create those explosives like you have to be reactionary like you can't like mm-hmm. and when you're doing scripted stuff, it's kind of like everyone's like, Oh, you know, we watch this in the film room, we're trying to get this. Perfect. And then in the game, it never really pans out that way. I think both of these squads could kind of go back to like a training camp mentality. And like they would be getting basically carded looks by each other if they just say, Hey, Jimmy, you call you call the defense, I'll call the offense. And if 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 you're situated the same thing with with Diaz, do you see similarities in that or am I am I kind of making that up?
1: No, I I would 100% do it. Like and I, I like Manny Diaz, man. Um he has he'll bring the pressure from anywhere. He'll bring the looks create uh creatively. I don't think he even needs to really do that because they got guys who can just win one-on-one, but like you you add that combination in there and I I think it's been beautiful for Jim Knowles. I think they should definitely do that in in practice. Like I would tell Jim yeah. just give me your best looks. Right. Um, I also think that Jim Knowles has had a little bit more of a governor on this year because he doesn't want to be the guy who calls, uh, you know, a six man go on mm-hmm. th- uh, third and seven and corner misses the tackle. And now it's a 70 yard explosive. Right. Um, yeah. He's going to have to do some of that. Right. I think he's, he's going to have to get back to the old gambler that he was, roll the dice out there and, and see if you can't, you know, steal a possession off of one explosive defensive play. But in terms of preparation, I I think you're completely right. Like they they probably would be missing an opportunity if they didn't leverage the mentalities and the minds that they already had in the building.
0: Yeah, I feel like coaches get caught in the caught in just the monotony of the season and like rinse and repeat. And it's like, okay, you know, this is this day and this is that day. Coach Coach O'Brien did that a few times throughout the year with me and just having that at a young age, it just ingrained something in me. Like I think it's so good and it was freeing as a player because you, you kind of, it's Tuesday, you know, I'm a little sore, this, that, but now I'm like, Oh, I get to compete. And this is, this is like game time. You know, I think it's, I think it's a great exercise. Um, and that's just a little tidbit. I'm sure defensively you guys would feel the same way and just kind of get back to that training camp mentality because it's, it's, it is an even matchup. But I think, uh, I think all three of us are extremely fired up for that, so we'll we'll shift this get this a little lighter. I know B and I talked about this a while back when we knew we were going to get you on here Joshua um, what's it like in the Ohio State football facility for weeks like this? I know you were under urban and different different thing, but um you know James. Coach Franklin talks about one and O mentality and all this stuff, but we all sitting here understand that there's certain things and you guys definitely preach it with the, with the the team up North that game every year. But (laughs) when you have matchups like this, games like this, what's it like? And, and what, what was your experiences preparing for (laughs) this uh, 14 led Penn state team a couple of years? (laughs)
1: <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, urban was he was huge on um big games man. like the the mentality, the preparation, he was like very much. We're going to talk about it. And he used to tell us like weeks out, right? Like he said, Hey, you know, this one is getting ready, getting you ready for the big one. Like he didn't do the whole, Mm -hmm. Hey, we're just going to look right now. Tunnel vision thing. He's like, (laughs) we got to be real about it because he would always say to us, it's not a big game. If we don't win, like if we don't handle our business this week, then that one down there is not a big game. So he's like, let's handle business so we can make that one big. And I'm like, let's do it. So um, we would come in certainly a different intensity, um, you know, he would be ratcheted up from an energy standpoint. I know he put a lot of pressure on the position coaches and he would have them put pressure on us in turn. Um, mm. So throughout game week, I think and a lot of people are like, Oh, we like to keep our routine the same. Like, I think it was an expectation that you were, you were going to watch more tape and you were going to spend more time getting your body right. And like you were, you know, the reps were a little bit more serious during practice. But as we got into Thursday and into Friday, he would totally kind of like pull off, right? He would take the stress off and he would take the intensity off because I think he wanted us to feel a comfort level with what we had planned for. And then Friday night, he'd give us a little dose. And then Saturday it was full metal jacket, ready to go, like he's tearing grease boards off of the the wall in the locker room, throwing <laughs> chairs around like wanting to fight somebody it was It was always unique, but I think he had a a really a really well thought out way of getting us prepared for big games.
2: I love that personally i i I appreciate the kind of psychological effect that doesn't get spoken about too much in sports in general but college football. But the confidence, putting in these 18 to 24, 23-year-old kids, and that's kind of the flip side is, we you know, we're going to talk about it. This is a big game. We're going to put pressure on you. And that, I think that kind of breeds the Ohio State guys that I know. That's like they go out there, they're confident, they're talking because they know, you know, they're going to walk it and on now that makes more a lot more sense.
0: Yeah. I always had a ton of respect for it and you guys always broke out some fresh ass shit. I know. Right. I get us, it gets always fire when you guys played us. I think my freshman year, you guys had the all blacks. The all black. Yeah. By, uh, my sophomore year, you came with the away ones that were like all like
2: clean
0: no. ass all white. And then they had a
1: LeBron used to call him. The yeah. We used to call you them the coke bro. Always okay yeah, I know it's not appropriate, but we used to say the cocaine whites, man. They those things yeah. were fire. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. They were clean. I, I always I got, yeah. Dark Knight Black was something too. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. It was. I do we always that. have fun, like I, I will say, like, just from a respect standpoint and a program standpoint, people have talked about this matchup, even though it's not necessarily a traditional rivalry, it is a rivalry, right? Like these have been big games and they're they're games mm-hmm. that I think both programs have seen as really important, but, um, you know, like back in, in, you know, the, when I was there 2012 to 2015, like Penn state was, was in a place as a program that wasn't great. It wasn't. And and I think everybody's acknowledged that we also got pushed in 2012, uh, playing there at night, my freshman year, we got pushed, man, that game was closer than needed to be the one in 14. Um, you know, that we had to, we had to play, you know, extra innings in that one to get the job done. I don't think it should have been that close, but that's, that is the mentality around this one is I think that regardless of where the teams are are at in their, their program development, it feels like anybody can win it because both of the programs think that game is that important.
0: Yeah. And I think that's a Like that goes back to the whole point. Like it's just really good and refreshing. And I know people are saying like Penn state's not going to, like, Inside those locker rooms, it is. Like, it's approached yeah, that it way. Is. You just highlight it. Like, yep. it, it is approached that way. And I think it's due to the mutual respect that the programs have of mm-hmm. one another. And that's something that I, I absolutely adore about Penn State. Because I think the same thing would... I mean, I think you guys probably had the same thing with Notre Dame. Like, two no blue blood programs going at Like, it's just great for the sport, right? And it's just awesome that we have three of them in the same conference, in the same yep. division of the conference. It's awesome. Yep. But, um, yeah, I, I just think the mentality um is awesome i think penn state for the first time is it's it's there and i'm just excited for coach franklin to take advantage of that i think that the 16 year and all that stuff and like getting over the hump and then going back down like as a player and i think b i speak for you as well like the the role we played in those dark years Mm -hmm. it's just really good to see it back and um I I, I just I look forward to these matchups year in, year out, Uh, hopefully as long as the restructuring doesn't, you know, screw everything up.
1: But, you um, you know, I will say this, man, um, just to that point, too, uh, from the Ohio State perspective, I think people are starting to realize for the first time that it's not the idea that they feel like Ohio State is regressing as a program because it's still a very talented team. That's a national contender. But for the first time, they're realizing that there are other programs in the Big Ten that are as good or maybe even a little bit better because they're now contenders, too, on a national platform. Um, Penn State being the one. like I think everybody feels like this is is really the year where um, it can get done. To me, it's really refreshing. I know it makes this game a a lot more important, but uh, there's some people in Columbus and beyond that are uh, Mm -hmm. real nervous about this one because they haven't felt this way in a while.
0: I know. Yeah. That's good stuff. You guys, I
1: mean,
2: no man, that was, this is was good. I, just to his point, it speaks to the talent of these kids across the nation. Really, I mean, like you said, Ohio State oftentimes got the whatever stars you want to call them, but they were just great players. And it's it's more evenly spread. We've got guys; <laughs> those other guys got guys. Ohio State's got guys, and it's it's as a fan strictly now, it's just fun to watch. I'm excited to see how this all shakes up.
0: Yeah, man. So it's going to be a good one. A little disappointed in the big noon kickoff. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, at least um,
2: yeah.
0: 3.30. These ones, I, I just feel like there's a different energy in the shoe in Beaver Stadium at night. I do feel it is. Dude, the I, shoe I know that you guys are still
1: going to show up. The shoe is is not necessarily great at noon. Yeah. yeah. So
0: I'm, I'm a little disappointed in that, but, you know, we'll, we'll let it slide. Um, but this one's definitely going to have national championship implications. Um, it is and there's going to be two more that happen for both of them with the guys wearing maize and blue up there. So, um, we're looking forward to it. JP, my guy, best of luck this weekend. Where are you guys at this weekend?
1: Uh, we are in East Lansing, Michigan, Michigan state. There you go.
0: There you go. Yeah. So, uh, you can catch him on the sidelines halftime doing his thing. I always, I always make sure I dial it up and listen. Um, we appreciate your time, brother. And yes, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely try to get you on a little more. And and, and I, I love chopping it up. So this was great.
1: Appreciate no, I appreciate you. you guys, man. Thank you. Appreciate it.